Before we get into conversation with my guests, I'd like to say it is a pleasure and a honour. And if I could roll out the red carpet with the drum rolls, I would, because my guest this evening in the UK and in the afternoon in the States is Selena Albright. Welcome to Radio and the Smooth Connections. How are you doing? I'm so good after that great introduction. That was awesome. And I'm, I was waiting for you to invite me on your show. And because you've been supporting super strong. And I'm just like, I'm actually honored to be here on your platform. You know what? There's a little story. I stumbled across your website. What? In 2017, I stumbled across your website. And the first song I heard playing on there was Eat Something. Oh, my gosh. Everybody says that. <laughs> like, the first song I heard from you was Eat Something. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I listened to this song. It hadn't. I can't remember the exact date for the release, uh-huh. but I pre-ordered it. I pre-ordered, I pre-ordered your album off of Eat Something. I hadn't heard the rest Thank of the you. album. Uh-huh. And I pre-ordered it straight away from hearing that one song. And I sat down there waiting for this album, Conversations. I was so excited. That's so cool. It was March 17th of 2017 when you got your download. I remember to this day. When I heard the lyrical content, I literally kept going back to the website so that I could hear oh. the lyrical content of that song. I just, I was blown away. I was blown away. Mm-hmm. And then I decided, right, let me go and do some research on you. Uh-oh. So I went back through your back catalogue. I realised uh-huh. you had an EP out called Writer, which came out Writer. in 2013. But that was a jazz album. Yeah, More for the than- most part, yeah. Some people were like, well, it technically is jazz, but like the style is like all over the place because I was still finding who I was. And yeah. I didn't find myself to 2017 when I came out with the Conversations record. So I'm glad you found that one. Yeah, I found Because that I, was like in the process. And I found more. I don't want to find. <laughs> <laughs> you had some collaborations with, uh, I think you did a song, was it You and I? Yeah, that was, I collaborated on that with my dad, Gerald Albright. And a lot of people don't actually know until I looked up, I didn't realize who your dad was. Yeah. So that was- and it probably all made sense after that. Like, he is the GOAT, and people don't realize the last names are the same because we're related. I didn't clock at all until I started researching you and that, oh my God, her dad is Gerald Albright. <laughs> No, and I didn't realize how big he was until my peers started saying, oh my gosh, I grew up on your dad's music. And I'm like, okay, I've been hearing it all my life. So it was just life for me. But, you know, when I hear other people talk about my dad the way they do, it makes me really proud to be his daughter. Did you start singing because of your dad or was that something just naturally you wanted to do? I've been singing since I was two. So I've always loved to sing, Mm. but... I actually watched my dad go through a lot um, uh, with the music industry, you know, because it's it's not an easy industry to be in, whether you're independent or, you know, whether you have a record label supporting you. It can be difficult both ways. And so I watched him go through a lot. And so I actually fought the idea of 
being a uh, recording artist for years and I really didn't get started until 2010. So I've only had a career of 10 years, but all the years before that I turned down four record labels. I was like, no, I want to go to school first to make sure that I have a plan B in case all this mess does not work, <laughs> you know, because if I was going to do it, I was going to go all in. So I had to make sure I had some kind of support, you know, or back plan, backup plan. So I don't think, I mean, I think having my dad as a, an example made it easier once I did get into it for me to just be like, okay, I'm going to be fine because I've watched my dad and he's been okay, even though he went through stuff, like he was able to persevere through it. And, you know, I learned a lot from watching him. So once it was my turn to have a solo career rather than just being in the background, I think having him as my dad made it easier to make that decision completely and to just dive into it. But I had been doing background vocals and leads for other people for a long time before I started my my solo career. Um, I was scared, to be honest. But lately, I've been learning to be fearless and just face anything I'm afraid of, including this new single. I'm, I'm a little nervous, yeah, you know, really being so it. vulnerable. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get to it. That single. I love it. But we're I'm so glad you love it. <laughs> Before we do go on to the new single, Conversations okay. was, for me, every single song on there, you could play, you could listen to, you could, there was a song on there for everybody that you can relate to. Now, for me, Eat Something was my favorite song on the album. What was your favorite song? Oh, I don't have a favorite, but the one I, my go-to is Talk To Her, for mm. the groove alone. I could be in the car driving and I'll blast that on repeat. And I'm just like, hey, you know, like, and I'm in there doing all the instruments because I've memorized them all. That one to me is the most fun. But I think my favorite one on the album that I can relate to the most is Eat Something. And I think that's really when people got to know who I was. You too, you included. Yeah. So... Yeah, I like all of them for different reasons because I wrote them all from my experience. So they all have a special place in my heart. The only cover song on there was uh, If I Were a Boy, because I've lived that too. (laughs) And uh, but all the rest of them came directly from experience. And it was therapeutic for me to write um, because I don't typically keep a journal, not in the typical way that people do it, like, you know, daily as a practice. I use the journal or whatever whatever I can write on, even if it's just a scrap, like the back of a receipt, just to kind of release things at the moment. And a lot of times they turn into songs. Conversations was 10 years of me pulling out random pieces of paper and (laughs) putting it all together, yes. That album was more of an R&B soul album. Oh yeah. But definitely. what do you class yourself as? Because I see you as a multi-genre uh, artist. I, I don't see you sticking with one genre at all. I think you like to experiment, don't you? Oh, yeah. You totally get me. Um, I'm glad you caught on to that. I'm multi-genre because this, the latest single is pop. Mm. You know, but I'm influenced by so many different types of music that I can't just choose one that I would say is my main genre because I started out in jazz 
I did electronic dance music. So EDM was a phase that I went through too, but I would go back to it in a heartbeat. I do whatever whatever my mindset is and whatever I'm, I'm delving into at the time is what I am at that moment. Mm. And I like to be free, which is why I probably won't be attractive to a record label ever. So I started my own and it's just gonna have to be what it is. But I think my fans know my voice. And so my voice, since I can do different things with it, they've just kind of accepted the fact that they don't know what the next Selena Albright album is going to be. But I love experimenting. That's my favorite thing. Like lately I've been listening to large bands like Chicago, Toto, Earth, Wind & Fire, uh, The Police, and just listening to them on a production level and on a mixing and mastering level. And I've been geeking out and that's why my music has been different lately. So if you hear things that you usually don't hear from me, it's because I've been working and listening to things and studying hard. Always going to change. <laughs> to me, that's brilliant. Thank I, you. I love, I'm a soul girl at heart, R&B girl at heart, but you do open me up to other things which I love. You, Good. You came out at the beginning, um, I think it was just before, I'm not sure if it was just before or just after we went into lockdown and you came to me with discovering. It was just probably before. Just before, yeah. And you made that single after the birth of your son. And I was like... <laughs> I was just, I was still healing up while I was singing those lyrics in the... <laughs> Which is, I don't know why, um, but that song needed to come out and I wanted my son to have a dedication. He just, he was so beautiful when he came out and he looked like nothing I had ever seen on earth before, which we're all unique and everybody comes out different, but I just didn't know he could come out so beautifully and I'm just like, wow. And the whole process, my whole birth plan went according to plan, mm -hmm. with the exception of the fact that it was a pandemic and we didn't get to have our family there. But just him coming out and him looking just like I thought he would look, but even like that much better. Yeah, he needed to have his own song. So I released that single for him. I was in the studio listening to mixes while I was healing up. And, um, you know, I would be breastfeeding and then I would, you know, go back in the studio again and do more vocals. Like it was that important to me to, <laughs> to release it. it. It definitely let me know uh, that I have no excuse but to release music no matter what the circumstances and then let me know how strong I am. So you'll still be continuing to hear more music from me. I'm still in the studio now, even though I'm pretty exhausted. I'll be honest with you, blissfully fatigued. But there's a lot going on in life in general. Then you've got the social stuff, the political stuff going on right now for America. And on top of that, I think music is the thing that keeps me from going insane because it's my constant. I think music so, um, gets a lot of people saying throughout this six, seven yeah. months. And then when George Floyd happened and we all yeah. saw that video, yeah. it, it knocked us all back for six. It wasn't just the US, it came over to the UK, it came over to Europe. Yeah. And I still choked thinking about it and there have been so many artists who have brought out I've lost count of the the amount of artists that have brought out singles yeah. in relation to what has happened it's too much right now but 
the thing is, like a lot of black people, especially in America, are feeling like we just have no one to help us, and not in our country and not in the world. Like we feel alone in this. Mm. And I, I'm, my voice is cracking because I feel it all the time. And now I have a son who's mm. African American, and because he's black, I have to think about an additional set of fears. Mm-hmm. as a mom and I have to think about my husband too and I have to think about when they both go out together without me like what you know what's been what could happen yeah. and um when George Floyd happens and then the world responded it just gave me this sense of peace knowing that we're not alone mm-hmm. and knowing that the world knows and that we're not crazy we have every right to be upset infuriated and exhausted right now that made me just want to charge forward and do something even more because I've always wanted to do something but you know I couldn't protest Mm. but I wanted to do something and that's when we came to the current single holding on that's my form of protest against social and racial injustice because anybody listening I've I've been playing it now off and on for the last what three three weeks or so three weeks you've been playing it hard and I appreciate you for it and every time I play that I say, it may not be everybody's cup of tea, but you need to listen to the lyrical content of the song. It is so powerful. The way that you've composed it, you start off slow and it builds and it builds. It literally goosebumps all over over me when I hear that song, because as you get into the song, and then the drums come in and you just you feel it and then you taper it back down again. It's beautiful. Thank you. I mean, it, it was a collaboration between me, a guitarist named David P. Stevens that you may know. Yes, I do. Um, Chris Big Dog Davis, who I'm sure you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a producer who does a lot of major artists and he chose to work on this with me, which is amazing. And um, Keita Matsuno, mm-hmm. who's a guitarist as well. The four of us, and then on drums, he wasn't a writer, but he was the drummer for the song, and his name is James J. Rob Roberson. There were only five people involved in all the instruments on this, and it was two people who play guitar, and then the rest of the production came, you know, and the arrangement came from just all five of us coming together. And this song was born in 2017 and has developed to what it is now. You know, three years later, finally, it's out, but... I don't know what else to say about it. I'm just so glad you heard what the intention was behind it. Very movie score-ish and almost theatrical in the way that we approached it. And the way the music sounds, I wanted a certain emotion to come through on purpose. And I even, I was hands-on on everything. When I arranged the vocals, and I usually, you know, don't do a chorus of my vocals without putting 5,000 harmonies in it and a lead vocal on top. I said, no, I want people to be able to sing this with me and feel like we're all a chorus together, coming together against racial and social injustice in a way that, you know, most message songs are pretty trite. Um, or they're very obvious, but I wanted people to be able to enjoy this and hear it and hear the emotion behind it, that we're actually going through sorrow over here, over our people dying in the street. And I actually, just so that I could feel what a fraction of what George Floyd felt, I asked my husband, since we're on lockdown, I'm like, let me just get on the floor and I just want you to just kneel down and just put a little bit of pressure on my neck. And I literally could, it was hard for me to breathe. 
it really was hard for me to breathe. So, you know, I could see how for eight minutes of doing that. So I wanted to really, while I was writing this song, really just feel what everybody was feeling, express what I was feeling and connect to people who were going through this over here and all over the world. So we could sing a song together. And it's really like the song starts off so soft because it's it's hard to keep hope when all of this is going on. It's been going on for years. We've been enslaved for a long time and given the given the perception that we have rights that we don't. And and given the perception that we don't have limitations, and we do, we have so many limitations, and it's all over the world. It's not just here in the state. And I'm tired of it. A lot of people are tired of it, but to see the whole world respond was huge. So there had to be a song. It had to be now. No, I, you know, I completely the, understand that. Yeah. What has been the reaction towards the single? Black people are loving it. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't had one person yeah. not to love it or just say, oh my God, Selena, like I can relate. And it just, like I'm crying right now. People have been crying over this song because they needed a song to represent how they were feeling and then to give them hope. Mm-hmm. And just give them that inspiration to just keep moving forward and stay strong in their faith. Because you notice I mentioned God in it. You need God. We all need Jesus to get through this for the umpteenth time. You know, we've already had civil war. Now we're still here. Uh, but the response has been amazing. Streams are up on all the platforms and I don't know how the downloads are usually find me finding out numbers takes a little while for the downloads but I'll see in about two or three months how that's going but in general everybody whether they're from the U.S. or not has been loving it a lot of radio stations that the larger they are they're nervous about playing it because you know they have to think about advertisement sponsorships and all that stuff and they're worried that if they play too many things that say that Black Lives Matter in a divided situation that, that our nation is going through, there's going to be some pushback. And I have gotten pushback from certain things, certain entities, but we just found out that it's going to be played on Sirius XM radio, which is huge because they're everywhere. Okay, you need to tell me who they are. I don't actually know much about too many of the radio stations in, in the States. So give me an idea of what they do in the States. So Sirius XM radio is satellite radio. And with satellite radio, it's up in the air, so it's coming down. So as long as your source isn't covered, it can reach you. So Sirius XM radio can be anywhere in the nation as long as people subscribe to it. And they just, as big as they are, Hmm. and as much pushback as as they gave me at first with the song, they have agreed to, to add it to rotation on a jazz station called Watercolors, which is crazy because Usually jazz stations only have instrumental music and maybe a couple of artists who were singers, a couple. And they chose my song out of all the, like I'm honored over here. And I celebrated hard. I danced and made a chocolate mug cake. I'm about to make an apple peach pie this weekend. It's on. So, (laughs) (laughs) Miss Eat Something over here, we're about to eat again. But yeah, it's been easier now that the people have responded to the song to get it on radio. But at first, people were like, ooh, I don't know. Listeners will call into the radio stations and get mad for them playing certain songs. And it's happened before already. Um, And so they were worried about playing it. But in general, um, the response has been really good because it doesn't 
literally say Black Lives Matter and it actually kind of is a unifying song the way it came out. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, I think you've done a very good job with the song. I love the song and every time I play it, I sit down there and I get the same reaction every single week that I play it. What is next for Selena Albright? Right now I'm working on doing more virtual shows, live shows, um, because, you know, I can't tour anywhere right now. And it's not just because I have the baby. I was supposed to be on tour already in July, but I'm working on virtual shows that'll keep us safe and, you know, just out of consideration for everybody else in the world. I don't want to catch something and then spread it or encourage people to join together in, in large gatherings. So I'm working on that. I'm also working on uh, more music. I don't know what direction it's going to be exactly um, because you know how I am. Mm -hmm. um, but so far it's coming out really good and I'm not going to say anything because it could change <laughs> as soon as I say it. Also, there's a music video that will be coming out for Holding On okay. that I directed and filmed here at home and with uh, some neighbors out here. <laughs> I drove around, wore a mask and was filming my own music video. Me and my husband were out there doing it. Mm. And um, so that's going to be coming out very soon. My birthday is on October 29th. I'm hoping it'll come out then. So we'll see how that goes. But we're getting down to the wire. I here. remember that. <laughs> yes, October 29th, like right before pumpkin season or, you know, the Halloween over mm. here. Do you guys celebrate Halloween over there? We do. I personally okay. don't. But yes, we do. We're not celebrating this year. <laughs> But um, yeah, that's what's next for me. And then, you know, whatever else God decides to download, you know, as an idea mm. uh, will be the next thing. But it'll be the video, music and some live shows, hopefully from right here in my office. That's <laughs> well, forward to seeing the live shows because obviously you, you will be streaming it. You know what? What would probably happen is that I would sell tickets for it. And then there will be a link. And if you miss the link, then you can see it at a later date at another special link if you've already paid for your ticket. Oh, brilliant. That's how we've been doing it out here in the States. So I'm hoping that that'll work worldwide because I have a lot of fans who haven't seen me for a good minute. So, but I just, I want to take this time to thank your listeners and you and all the people who are in London and keeping my numbers high because y'all... Like, seriously, without fail, I will look at my statistics, each and every song, <laughs> no matter. Like, starting from 2013, when I came out with Brighter, the UK has been number one for downloads and streams consistently for the past seven years. So I'm just, I need to come out there, but something always gets in the way of me coming out there. This time it was the pandemic. Once this is all over, I hope that the US and its citizens are welcome to come back to the UK. Definitely. <laughs> Once we don't have, yeah, when we don't have cooties anymore, we would love, I would love to come back and just sing for y'all and bring a band or have a band there who's ready with the music. Even if I have to sing to track or bring a guitarist with me and do an, an unplugged version, I just want to come out there and be with y'all because, you know, you guys are just, you've been amazing for my career and I just, I'm so grateful. Do you know, there's one thing I forgot to mention. What? The Groundbreaking Award. Oh my gosh. That's the reason why I want to come out there. Because in 2017, y'all blessed me. I have the, the award right here. I'm looking at it. It's right on my shelf here. And I, I just... I'm just honest. We've spoken about it since the day we announced it, have we? I've been talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my shelf. I'm like, you know what? Remember when I 
you know, when I had that groundbreaking award, that was so cool. Then y'all announced it, and I had no idea I was calling in to receive an award. It was a birthday party that I was at, um, and we were recording during the time this birthday party was about to start happening. So the whole weekend was just really a lot of people and a lot of love and a lot of family. And everybody was screaming in the background. I'm like, I got it, I got it. And I couldn't believe I won anything in another country because, you know, like I'm out here in the U.S. <laughs> in my musical bubble, in my family bubble. I had no idea, but I was just so honored. I do. You guys are just amazing. I do remember that day. I can never ever forget the screams. <laughs> The kids and adults and myself, we were all screaming. We were so happy because, you know, I said, well, I'm up for an award. I don't know if I got it, but they told me to call in and they're going to like connect to me if I won. And they, oh man, we all started screaming. It was great. So thank you for that. That was amazing. And Flow Radio will always, you know, and the groundbreaking awards will always have a special place in my heart from now on because of that day. That was my first, I think that was my first real award I've ever won. Like that y'all sent me an award that I could hold. I have my music all over the world and London always comes out number one. And I think because of the music that comes out of the UK, I'm just honored for that reason. Cause you guys know about the cool stuff first. So for me to be one of y'all's cool kids, I'm just like, okay, this is great. Cause the US gets it after the UK gets it. This is why I always research what you guys are listening to so I can find out where the cool music is or what the cool music is. And then I hear it before everybody else in the US. That's just what y'all do. Y'all know good music and you appreciate it, which is the biggest part. <laughs> love it. Love it. I love it. Love it. I do have to get back to the baby, though. Oh, you get back <laughs> to the baby. Is there any anybody else that you'd like to thank or anything you'd like to say before we head out? I honestly, um, I have so many people to thank. Thank you to the UK for reasons I already mentioned. Thank you to my husband for being my constant and my rock through all of this craziness because we're basically out here have had no family to come and visit because of the pandemic and we're working it out and making everything happen because he's amazing thank you to my son for inspiring discovering thank you to everybody who bought it listened to it downloaded it thank you to the radio stations flow radio thank you so much and triple c thank you thank you to the groundbreaking awards for making me your best soul female artist and i want to thank god too uh because we would not be sane right now if it weren't for us resting in our faith and thank you to just my people being so resilient and strong with everything that's going on in in our lives right now in our existence we will make this happen and we will figure it out it will change thank you so much you don't know how honored i am to talk to you today (laughs) three years in the making but we finally got there I can't believe it took three years. I'm honored too. Thank you so much. And we will definitely catch up again. Oh yeah, we'll get up for sure. All right. Thank you, Triple C. <laughs> <laughs> Take care now. All right. All right you too. Bye. 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 Bye.